Hi, and welcome to another live episode of Marketplace Masters. Marketplace Masters, and this series in particular, is focused on going deeper into the challenges that Amazon and marketplace agencies face to lift performance via very practical actions and insights. I am your host, Paul Sonnefeld, and today we're going to discuss how you can grow your clients' profits outside the Amazon ecosystem. Now, to help us do that, I have invited Lezek Alexan to join us and to share his expertise. Let me quickly introduce him to you. Lezek is the co-founder of Point Story, an Amazon advertising partner agency that helps increase ROI through content optimization, advertising execution, prospecting, and discovering hidden audiences. Lezek has held a variety of roles in Fortune 500 companies from usability research and design, web operations, project and program management, marketing and product management. He has spent valuable time at Amazon scaling self-service ad products, including product ads, text ads, and sponsored products. He brings an uh, expertise in both the strategic planning and execution, helping brands scale on Amazon, so brings a broad range of experience to the conversation today. Great to have you on today's episode, Lezek. Thank you so much, Paul. Excited to be here. So what struck me as I was introducing you, you know, there are so much Amazon expertise uh, in your CV and background, yet here we are talking about <laughs> life outside the Amazon ecosystem, uh, right? Um, and uh, we're actually probably not going to talk much about Amazon uh, at all. So for those of you that are tuning in today and thinking that you're going to pick up a lot of practical tips on how you optimize your ads on the Amazon platform uh, openly, probably Lezek is probably your guy, but we're not going to be talking about them uh, today. So uh, hit him up separately. Um, what we are talking about is the world outside Amazon um, and all the other options and digital marketplaces that are out there. Now, for most of us that are so Amazon focused, I thought maybe where we can start, Lezek, is with the landscape. You know, what is the outside Amazon? What does the landscape look like? You know, and it's super diverse. But, you know, how do you look at the landscape outside the world of Amazon? Sure, sure. You know, it's hard to talk about e-commerce with not talking about Amazon. So Amazon is still, you know, a dominant force in the e-commerce, but we are seeing the, the dynamics changing a little bit. Um, but obviously, Amazon is still the main player. Um, if you, uh, we have some data uh, that we pulled from eMarketer, um, but you know, still for about 40% of e-commerce in the US happens on Amazon. That number dipped a little bit in, in 2022, about 36%, but it's still a dominant force. At the same time, we are seeing other marketplaces and other retailers picking up momentum with, with Walmart and uh, Home Depot and Best Buy and Target. While they're increasing their percentage of the overall market share, they're still, those still very small relative to Amazon. But we are seeing a shift. We are seeing our clients looking to diversify for, for multiple different reasons. I think we'll dive into that in a, in a second. But we are seeing interest and we are seeing performance uh, and performance in terms of top line and in performance from the perspective of profitability from other uh, from other retailers and marketers and e-tailers. So, um, you know, obviously pretty big landscape and, you know, sometimes the headline numbers don't always do the talking. But, you know, what I'm really interested in is, 
So I actually, you know, so confession time here. Uh, last year, I ran a straw poll and I, and I asked agencies, hey, um, if you have another couple of hours of, you know, hypothetically speaking, if we all had the couple of free hours every week, which we don't, um, how, how would you use that to drive your client's sales and profits? Um, and certainly in the North American context, the feedback they came back is say, look, we're just, there's so many opportunities on Amazon. We're going to go harder, faster. There's always more things to be done. Um, and there was a real shying away from considering other marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get that vibe at all. I mean, I've just been coming back from a couple of different conferences and talking to different agencies, you know, a diversification to other channels is a really big topic. It's on everyone's mind. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on your, why do you think the wind's starting to shift or has shifted already? You know, what, what is the driving force behind agencies and, and even brand owners um, starting to look outward to, to other options? Yeah, definitely. That's That's been our experience as well. And from from my experience, from my agency's experience, uh, talking to clients, talking to brands, there's several different things that are happening. One, I think if you look at uh, Amazon and specifically the fees associated with selling on Amazon, we've seen an increase in those fees. Um, and that's, yeah, thank you for showing the graph. That is, you can see from 2017 to 2022, those fees as a percent of, of revenue generated on Amazon on average increased from 40 to 50% in, in, in five years. And while some of these fees associated with services that became a little bit more expensive, like FBA, there are others that maybe used to be optional, uh, but are not, no longer optional. So obviously advertising comes to play um, in, in this regard. Not only it's it's non-optional, it's also becoming a bigger part of the, of the puzzle. And it's still, don't get me wrong, right? We still can see tremendous profits from Amazon especially as the as the platform evolves from the advertising perspective from the data perspective from the different insights we can draw but um, the number is quite telling over time so this I think this is this is a big piece where we are seeing uh, profitability being impacted by these additional fees on on Amazon and I think the other big piece is that um, we are seeing a quite a bit of investment from other platforms into their capabilities. Um, I think Amazon is still light years ahead in terms of capabilities, especially when it comes to advertising, but others are are catching up slowly, but they are catching up. And we do see improvement in, in targeting capabilities. We are also seeing more eyeballs. Um, and so um, I think it just makes sense to look at these other, other marketplaces, these other retailers where there are audiences that we can target and put in front of uh, our brands. And Lezek, um, I'm just wondering at this point, you know, can you paint a bit of a picture, uh, maybe a client example, make it real for us. Um, you know, wh- what would this look like in terms of um, growing your business and growing profits? Yeah, so um, I think a good example to share is one of uh, a brand we worked with um, that was a pizza oven company. And when we first started talking to them, they were selling on, on just one channel. They were just selling on eBay. Um, and we were able to integrate them across initially around 20 different uh, retailers and e-tailers. Um, and then ultimately over 40 different integrations that that we would put put in place. 
And there are multiple things that I think are worth noting. Um, this is also an interesting case because we were actually in the first stage. We didn't even run any ads. It's the growth that we've seen is all through sheer presence. So just from that perspective, just from the perspective of listing these guys on these other other places, um, in, within a year, the revenue increased 12x, uh, again, without any, any media spend behind it. Uh, we've seen a, a tremendous impact on their SEO, on their, on their online presence, uh, specifically when you go to, to Google and search and they would show up across all these different retailers and e-tailers. And that also helped bring, uh, build credibility of the brand. Um, this is a kind of a fun story too, because, because of that, they actually got picked up by the Allen Show and they had a whole, you know, giveaway on Allen. And after that, that the business really took off. And so, you know, this is, this is a, a, a really good story of, again, not spending any media dollars, just, you know, enabling integration and enabling um, this, these products being listed on other, um, on other retailers. Um, so, you know, and, and it is a process. Um, typically, when we start talking to a brand, we want to make sure that we are looking at retailers and e-tailers that, that make sense. We are seeing that, you know, they're, while the, maybe the, the eyeballs are not obviously as big as on Amazon, but we are seeing a high purchase intent, especially if we can list products specific to a category where the where the audience is going for specific categories. So you can think of, you know, maybe Home Depot, I'm sorry, Home home Decor, Home Depot, Wafer, Overstock, House, et cetera, where they're, you know, individually they're, they're much smaller, but, but customers go there to find Home Decor products. So I think there's just a tremendous opportunity just, just by, you know, listing on these uh, other locations. Yeah, I think you raised raised some really good points here. Um, obviously, size is not the only thing. Um, you know, it's it's easy to look at Amazon and go, it's so massive, and and these guys are so small. But a lot of these obviously are curated marketplaces, which means um, not everyone can can get on there. But also, the competition is significantly less. So uh, I rem- actually remember doing some of uh, analysis on the marketplace here in Australia, and just looking at sort of a very quick and dirty ratio. You know, what's the number of page visits or eyeballs divided by the number of sellers for a particular category. And actually, if you do the ratio analysis, um, it, it actually is look, it looks very, very favorable. Uh, you know, and obviously, it's much better to get good ranking and the like. I think the second point you make around, you know, audience fit is absolutely crucial, uh, right? So high intent, but usually very unique audience, either, you know, much more females in age or male or, you know, depending on the category, uh, you can really come up with a, a winning proposition here. So, you know, just going back to the pizza pizza um, ovens case study, that's great stu- great study and feels like, uh, you know, definitely about being being in the right place at the right time, which is great. Um, you know, really fortunate. There's no need to spend any advertising. But we do know that advertising is, is actually a big game. Certainly, it's hard to survive without advertising on Amazon. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to ask you, you know, what is the role of advertising for these marketplaces? You know, can you even advertise and what does that look like? Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a great question. So um, you kind of alluded to it earlier when we were talking about Amazon and some of the some of the things that are happening, right? Amazon's expanded their uh, advertising capabilities pretty pretty substantially, uh, and and is 
is it's it's absolutely critical now in order to achieve results to to advertise not just through you know PPC but also DSP and and even driving external traffic to Amazon and and to help and there's a competition and all that um, and you know just um, the the advertising industry is really interesting I I do have a little stat there uh, to shows this is um, basically you know historical and projected growth in terms of search ad spending from 2020 to 2026. Um, a quick caveat on that data. Um, this data uh, includes advertising that, that's come from websites and apps that are engaged in, in retail um, e-commerce, um, but it doesn't include you know, social networks and search engines. Um, this is just looking at, um, at actual point of sales play, uh, locations. So you can see the, the tremendous growth. And if you Look at this growth, and then you also look how or where Amazon is right now in, as, as a proportion of that. Amazon is around 70, 78% as of 2021, and then 2022, about 76% of all the search spend happens on Amazon. So if you recall from the previous stat, we we're talking about 40% of e-commerce in terms of revenue and about almost 80% of ad spend. So you see this this proportions are, are quite interesting. And so that opens up an opportunity to run advertising on other location. Um, we are seeing that for the most part, um, there are, you know, some of these marketplaces have their native advertising solutions, other, you know, use use other solutions like Citrus Ads or, or Promote IQ. Um, but what we are seeing is that while the level of sophistication of these ads is nowhere yet close to Amazon, it's also, they can be very, very effective. They can be very, very effective just because of the level of um, competition is much smaller than, than, than on Amazon. So um, we have worked with, with several clients um, and, and uh, we are seeing uh, really, really strong results uh, both from the advertising perspective, but also the impact of the, uh, from on advertising from advertising on the total business performance on the platform. So, give me a sense of, um, I mean, very practical, right? Let's take Home Depot. Um, you know, what are the sort of ads can you run, and and what's the typical? I'm assuming it's the cost per click model. Like, what is the typical cost per click that you pay for a, a popular product on, on Home Depot. And I know yeah. we're not comparing apples and apples and it's really unfair, but it is an interesting stat nonetheless. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. So, you know, with Home Depot, um, we've worked, um, we ran ads through Promote IQ to, to run um, the advertising there. And um, I can go back to Home Decor uh, category um, which I, but I, I believe it's it's consistent across categories. There is a one dollar minimum, and um, from all of the, from all the media that we ran, we never got over that one dollar minimum. So uh, there's quite you know that tells you a little bit about competition. We were still um, we were, we didn't even get over the, the the minimum. So our CPC was one dollar and continues to be one dollar. Uh, in in um, in home decor, for example, where our average order value is around one hundred and sixty dollars. Um, so you know when you look at CPC versus uh, 
price of the of the goods sold on average is 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 pretty attractive. Obviously, there's the the conversion rate aspect of it, um, but you know overall it's it's pretty pretty attractive. Uh, in fact, you know the the example that comes to mind is a a home decor uh, client that we worked with that when we engaged working with them they 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 were just selling selling organically they weren't really running any ads and um we started running ads about um 4% or 5% of total sales um we dedicated and slowly start scaling but um what was quite incredible is that within 30 days we were able to see an increase in total sales by almost 200% and um you know that was that was pretty pretty stunning. Um, on average, we we saw average daily sales increase by 170. percent So the impact of ads on overall business was pretty amazing. Um, and if we just were to isolate the advertising performance uh, from the total number or the total revenue, we still see we still saw a healthy return on ad spend. Um, it was it was just over four in terms of return on ad spend based on a very small, and again, based on first 30 days, which as we know, the first 30 days, things can get better substantially after that. And that's what we're seeing uh, already. We are seeing, you know, better better return on ad spend already, you know, a uh, few months in. So, um, you know, while you can get good traction organically, running ads on these platforms really help accelerate. And I think the, the momentum right now is really good because we're still see, are seeing very limited competition. And, you know, by applying some best practices from the world of advertising can really make a difference with a relatively low um, ad spend. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. So for, um, I'm sure at this stage, there's, we've got a lot of listeners who are starting to think about, okay, this all sounds very interesting. In fact, some of this may sound a little bit too good to be true. <laughs> uh, certainly, those, uh, uh, although you know, it does feel like a CPC of one dollar is almost still too high because it's not being pushed up at all. Um, you know, I'm wondering. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a flaw there. But you know, what are take us through? You know, some of the success factors here. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's not a it's not a good fit for every single product across every single category. You know, how would you summarize or distill it down in terms of, you know, things to think about or things that will put you in a better position to take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah, I think there's a few things that tend to work really, really well. I think first, um, obviously, being prepared to fulfill that the demand. So, you know, having ample inventory um, to, to fulfill the, the demand and you know that I don't really have a, a hard number, but typically what we do when we talk to brands, we look at their existing business and we um, we look at the channels that they're already on, and then we create forecasts based on what we've seen um, historically. So you know, inventory having inventory is one, but then also being able to um, add more inventory as we see success. So, you know, we, we we watch the inventory pretty quickly. Once we start seeing certain sell-through rate, once we start seeing the inventory levels dropping between uh, b- below 50% of what we, where we started, we want to be able to immediately replenish the inventory. We don't want to lose any momentum with that because that has um, pretty bad consequences, as we know. So I think one number one is, you know, being ready to fulfill the, the demand that there will be. Um, the other one I would say is price point. 
you know, um, we typically want to see products with wholesale price above twenty twenty five dollars, um, just because the the economics. And I think you know, as we even look at Amazon, of course, Amazon has different programs for for you know small and light and and things like that. But um, but in that regard, we do see um, products with that price point above twenty dollars being uh, being an important factor. And then, you know, um, while when we first start, we rely mostly on, on, on organic. We do want to have a plan for the media and we typically want to have a media plan for at least six months um, just to continue the growth and make sure that we, um, that we can support the, the growth and can support you know, winning market share. So I, I would say high level, those three things, inventory price point and then media commitment for about six months. Yeah, very, very practical. I mean, the, the price point's also critical uh, here as well. It's hard to, it's easy to sell, much harder to make money and, and price point continues to be a big factor in this. Um, so that's great. Great. Well, Absolutely. look, um, we're almost out of time, uh, but I thought maybe just to draw things to a close, um, you know, I want to just ask you, you know, what's the elevator pitch here? You know, if you sort of take it up a level, we sort of get into like a summary mode. <laughs> uh, and, you know, maybe there's other agencies that are just Amazon focused right now. And, you know, it's a pretty big industry. There's all, you know, enough fish to go around, so to speak. You know, how would you prep others to say, this is the business case. These are the key points to make to your client as to why this is at least an interesting conversation and opportunity to explore. Yeah, I think there's, there's multiple and, and some of these we've already touched on, but I think overall, you know, growing market share, putting your product or your client's product in front of audience that that is looking for that product you know what kind of what we talked about very specific to to the category um, we've also seen um, tremendous increase in in SEO by listing and having presence across these retailers that really helps uh, with with SEO uh, obviously you know the big one is the the risk managing risk and, and diversifying that risk of, of Amazon not having all your eggs in in one one basket, um, and then you know also lower uh, competition on some of these marketplaces. There's there's definitely you know uh, although they are growing, they're still relatively um, relatively less competitive. And I think the last one is just you know they are getting better. The 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 levers that we can pull on on some of these places are are getting better. They're getting more sophisticated. So the timing the timing is is really is really favorable. I mean. From what we've seen, um, we've seen success, and and you know I think that's 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 the right thing to do right now. Very uh, very good. Thank you for that great practical summary. Uh, you know, lots of good arguments there to at least in 2023 to start exploring these other channels. You know, outside the Amazon environment. Um, we are out of time, so we need to wrap it up here. Um, Lezek. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and sharing uh, your experiences with your clients, uh, sharing some some really interesting metrics uh, as well along the way. You certainly helped us demystify this topic, you know, and and provided lots of practical uh, tips and insights. Um, now, for those, if there's any viewers that are, are interested in working with you, having a conversation with you, partnering with you. Um, what is the best way to get in touch with you and Point Story? 
Uh, probably the best is to email me directly. It's Leszek at Point Story. So it's L-E-S-Z-E-K at pointstory.io. Um, you can also contact our biz dev team, uh, growth at Point Story, but probably the best is just to contact me directly. Um, I'll definitely would love to have a conversation with you guys um, and, and you know, get on a call and, and see, see what, what we can do. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, Lizek, and uh, we look forward to having you next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been a pleasure chatting, and, and hopefully that was a good conversation, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to connecting soon again. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, that is it for today's episode of Marcus Place Masters. Thank you so much for watching live, watching on demand, or tuning in uh, via our podcasts after the fact. Uh, don't forget, uh, head to merchantspring.io to book your personalized tour of our multi-marketplace omni-channel analytics platform. Uh, we obviously support Amazon, uh, but also many of the marketplaces that uh, Lezek spoke about today. Until next time, take care.